Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have a special broadcast on this Thursday. Pastor Jeff Bass will be with us and sharing more information. And we're going to look through a biblical lens today at the signs of the times. I am personally standing back absolutely amazed at how much confirmation is coming in our direction, which I know is an encouragement that what we do here four days a week, Tuesday through Friday, is accurate. And the confirmations we are hearing, and uh, what's encouraging is a number of other of men and women who have been out speaking the truth and forewarning and foretelling by the Spirit the things that are coming, they too are getting confirmations to their message. And so I think it's a very unique blessing to do what we do, and then to find out that what we are saying is the reality. Uh, There are some minor challenges along the way. I mean, there are people that are suggesting certain things are going to be happening in a very positive way, but I love the way they're doing it because it's true, but that blessing is for the elect of God, is for the obedient Christian men and women of God. The obedient ones are going to get the blessing, and in the midst of the storm, they will be preserved. In the midst of all the trouble, God has the keeping power upon the particular souls and lives of those that really do love him, that are intimate with him, have a relationship with him. And isn't that always the truth? Don't you want to just walk with God? Don't you want to just be with him? I mean, think about how God is responding to world events right now. 
Well, you have to take a perspective, number one, that he's the one that wrote everything out that it would be. So he's already been to the end. So is God right now nervous? Is he anxious? Is he afraid? Is God um, trying to hide from the evil that is coming? Is, you know, what is God actually doing right now? And we know that he is an unchanging God, so his love is not changing. His power is not changing. His, 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 his intention, his purpose, his eternal purpose is not changing. Don't you love that about God, that God has what we call in Scripture an eternal purpose? So in other words, throughout eternity, God will always have purpose in everything that is accomplished. And you and I, who have been born again by the Spirit of the living God, we have been born again into Christ. We have become a part of that eternal purpose. And everything about your destiny is eternal. And I think that's phenomenal. And I thank God that this vapor on earth will be met with an eternal flame that will never be extinguished, never be quenched. And so what we're wanting to do is come through these times. We desire God's protection. We don't want to be out there like a bunch of Rambos. We want to have God's protection around our life, not our self-sufficient abilities. We want God to take care of us. We want God to feed us. We want God to preserve us. And there is a phenomenal passage in scripture that talks about God having the ability to preserve the whole spirit, soul, and body. A friend of mine gave me a book. I haven't yet begun to read it, but I had another friend who told me about the same book and said it was phenomenal. It was all about the spirit, soul, and body being preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter 5. So <clears throat> this is an amazing moment. And welcome to the end of the world as we know it. Everything that we have been saying is now being repeated and not only repeated, but showing up. Not only the things that we have been saying, but the things that God has showed us in dreams and in visions, and it's happening all over the world. And we come to this understanding that we're rushing towards, accelerating towards that time of collapse that is sure to come upon a nation that has offended and defied the living God. We get that. We understand that. And so, but that is a moment to really prepare for, but that's not the grand finale. You and I know that the grand finale is, is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And there are certain things that have to happen before he returns. And so you and I are witnessing the collapse of a nation, only one nation, and yet the whole world is rushing towards the great tribulation, which is something that must come to pass before the Lord returns. And so we are, you know, that woman in travail, she is giving, she's sounding loud with her birth pangs, and there's one coming, and I heard this last night from a guy I don't even know, he was on Greg Hunter's show, and he was, he was right on with the word, and he was saying that the day is coming, there's going to be a day, and then there's going to be a week, and he's talking about days now, and he called it to the very day, May 14th. Now, what happened on May 14th? Buffalo, New York happened on May 14th. In Jerusalem, Israel, 28 people were killed. There was violence going on there at the same time. May 14th was Israel's birthday. Israel just turned 74 years old. And remember that a generation is 70 years, 80 if by strength or power, according to the book of Psalms. 
So Israel just turned 74 years old. That means there's six years left in her generation, if we're going to go by that pattern. It's something I learned. It's nothing I discovered. I did not discover that theology about the fig tree prophecy, but I learned it. My heart resonated with it. And I said, wow, that's amazing. And if we go by that framework, then we're, we're in the countdown. And we're in the countdown. I believe that the Great Tribulation is a three-and-a-half-year Great Tribulation. Some people insist that we're already in the Great Tribulation. I hope so. Why? Because, man, if we've been in it and we're going through it and we're as protected as God said we would be, we didn't even know it. That's pretty good. But the reality is, is that would bring us closer and closer to that Feast of Tabernacles, you know, the Feast of Trumpets in the fall, September, October, and to hear the trumpet blast, that's going to be the climate where the, the trumpet will sound in heaven. And during the Feast of Trumpets, the Lord will return, will, be, will, will go up to meet him in the air. The dead will rise. Those alive and remaining from all over the world will be changed in a moment. The dead will have incorruptible bodies. We're all going to be transported to Jerusalem, Israel, in the clouds, over the Mount of Olives. I really believe this is an amazing event on the calendar of God. But there are things that have to happen before that time so that we don't live lives of, you know, any moment now kind of thinking. And we become irresponsible with our calling and our assignment upon this earth. So, but you could sense everything in both dimensions working together, lining up perfectly with the word of God. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that we are in the truth. I also know that with the acceleration of events that are happening all over the world, um, that we must continue to keep our mind on things above, not on things of the earth. We are to know the signs of the times, but we're not to be absorbed into them that we forget about our spiritual condition, that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principality and power, and we are with him that we have been born again, we have been resurrected from when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, we're now alive. So there's, there's a tremendous amount of uh, labor around this moment. There's, there's so much to talk about. And, you know, an hour and a half at a Bible study, two hours on the radio, different perspectives. I love that. And without further ado, I want to make sure that we have Pastor Jeff Bass ready to go here. So Pastor Jeff, when you are ready, go ahead and uh, call in 818-369-0326. Press one on your dial pad. Now, we should be broadcasting live on YouTube on two channels. Number one, Vincent Xavier. So if you go to Vincent Xavier on YouTube, we should be broadcasting live there. Also under Kevin Hauger, H-A-U-G-E-R. We're broadcasting there as well on YouTube. Also on Rev Media, which means if you go to omegaradio.org, you can find us both watching and listening whatever you prefer to do. So that's on www.omegaradio.org. And also you can find us on Facebook under Omega Radio page. So we have these platforms. We're also broadcasting on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash xman777. And you can tune in just by listening if you're driving down the road. We prefer you not to watch while you're driving. I think that's good wisdom and advice. So, with that being said, I'm looking for Pastor Jeff to join me on the air today. And until he does, let me just continue in where we are. Let me just bring a summary to our thinking. The Holy Spirit is doing amazing things. The Holy Spirit is doing amazing things. And 
Uh, to me, it's a miracle. It is miraculous. There is a grace of God. Oh, man, I have to get this call, but I'm not. I've tried that before. It's not going to work. I'm just going to have to say goodbye to that call. Um, anyways, the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit, what he's doing is he's awakening people from the slumber that they have been in. And I believe this awakening is likened unto the virgins. And I want to go to Matthew chapter 25. We heard a lot about this yesterday with Brian and Kathy. We talked about it, and it was awesome. And some people got an epiphany on this. But what we read in Matthew chapter 25 is, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, here's the point of this, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. So the awakening, we're in the year 5782. On, on the Hebrew calendar as we understand it today. That number in the Hebrew, 5782, means to awake, to arise. It is the time of awakening. And it is a time where at the end of the end of the end of the end of the ages, where we're living right now in this 50th generation, a jubilee generation, that should see our Leviticus chapter 25 reality uh, take place, okay? And, and you, you want to understand definitely the liberty that comes along with the Jubilee. But we are a 50th generation, 50 times 40, 40 years being a generation, the year 2000. So we're in 2022. That's in the context of a 50th generation, which is very interesting. And there, this number means to wake up, to shake yourself, to rise up. So if, in fact, the parable that was given 2,000 years ago by Jesus is becoming a reality to our generation and the awakening is coming, well, many people are going to wake up to the reality of what this condition is and they're going to get stuck and they're going to be unable to move forward, whereas those that have made themselves ready that were wise virgins will be able to move forward into that midnight season and go out to meet the Lord. And Going out to meet the Lord could mean several things. And one of the things it could mean is going to meet the Lord in the wilderness that he has prepared for his people. We know that in the book of Revelation, there is a wilderness prepared for the people of God. And so therefore, if God prepared it, I believe that the presence of God, like it was with the Israelis, when they left Egypt, the presence of God was there. It was a cloud by day and a flame of fire by night. So I believe that the awakening that's happening right now, go out to meet the Lord, is a people that are going to arise and they're going to have the oil, the light in their lamp, 
and they're going to be prepared to follow that into whatever the presence is. Okay, it can have multiple meanings. But right now it is everybody's talking about the wise and the foolish virgins. And with all the conversation that's been going on for years around this country and the awakening and how people are beginning to shift from peace and safety and it's all going to come together. Some people are believing Donald Trump's going to be back in power in uh, maybe a week. Uh, but definitely, they're giving a time frame. By November, he'll definitely be back beyond the shadow of a doubt. And Donald Trump's going to lead the nation to a great victory. And uh, people actually have that hope. They have that belief. They say that comes from God, that that's part of the pattern, which would mean that America will be flipped again, and we would all turn around the other way. Donald Trump would be reinstated. There'd probably be twice the violence, I would imagine, but maybe it would be quenched. I don't know. Um, I don't see it working that way personally. Um, I know that Donald Trump still has influence. I think 81 or 83 people that he gave his thumbs up to in the primaries um, won. So obviously this man has a tremendous amount of influence. I think three that he gave a thumbs up to did not win. We're still waiting to hear what happens in Pennsylvania. I guess some are waiting for that. Uh, whether Oz is going to win because he had the, uh, you know, the thumbs up from President Trump. So, you know, it is a very interesting political, horizontal thing that is happening in our country. And, but I, I don't see personally, I mean, maybe that would happen. I don't see that. My firm belief and that I've stayed with all along is according to scripture, there is no turning back. And we are in a day of vengeance. We are in a time of trouble. America's day of accountability has come. 50 years of the mass murder of innocent blood. You've heard it a thousand times on this broadcast. And so I don't see America becoming great again. I see America being absolutely obliterated and wiped out from being a superpower and being brought down to a nation that now they're talking about. And we've seen for years where it'll be uninhabitable in some places because of the righteous judgment of God that will be released upon it. We've already seen that in mass. It's already there. But there are some great pains that are coming upon our nation. Uh, they may be nuclear bombs going off, and Russia may pull the trigger, and maybe Islamic terrorists or sleeper cells or domestic terrorism, whatever. Whatever's going on, whatever's going to happen, this is not a safe time for Americans. It is safe in the kingdom of heaven. It is safe in the Holy Spirit. It is safe in the truth. And there is a regardless when you're in truth. And the regardless of whether I live or whether I die, I am the Lord's and I will be with the Lord. And there, this is an extreme confidence that people have and should have through their faith in Jesus Christ. Many things are being fulfilled. All things are right on time. And all things are happening quickly. So let me just say good morning to a few friends here in our chat room. Say good morning to Melissa Fletcher. Good morning all the way from South Dakota. God bless you, Pastor Melissa. Kevin Hauger saying good morning. Pastor Vincent, I've been listening to Dimitri Dudeman this morning. Yep, one of the Romanian prophets or the Romanian prophet that came and declared what people have been preaching for a generation now. Uh, Melissa Fletcher, yes, your ministry is necessary and needed. We are seeing the same things. Praise God. Yep, there are a lot of ministries out there that have uh, had the approval and the signature of God on them, authenticating them. 
Callie Reynolds is with us this morning. Good morning, Callie. She's anticipating a great day in her life coming up really soon. God bless you, Callie. Kevin Hauger, we are on both YouTube channels. That is correct, under Vincent Xavier and under. And Callie, the only reason I didn't say any further is I don't know if you, I have permission to do so. So I'm just letting it set. Uh, Kevin Hauger and Vincent Xavier on YouTube. You're right. Good morning to Sister Cindy Messman. Good morning, Pastor Vincent. God bless you, Cindy. Uh, Kevin Hauger, we are in both. Okay, so Carol Page Carey is with us this morning. Carol, good morning uh, to you. Autumn Nichols is with us this morning. Good morning, Autumn Nichols. God bless you. I was thinking about you and Travis earlier this morning. Shirley Woolsey, all the way from Texas. Good morning. The awakening is all around us. It is. It really is. The only question is, will people awake into everlasting life or will they awaken to everlasting destruction? Will they awake with, as wise virgins? Will they awake as foolish virgins? Nonetheless, the awakening is there. Pastor Denny Sossman is with us this morning on Facebook. Good morning, Pastor Dennis Sossaman. Tammy Ivey is with us today. Greetings from saints, blessings. What exciting times we are in. Shalom. They are very anticipatory times, no doubt about it. Phil Buswell is with us this morning. Guten Morgen, Pastor V. I think that's good morning in German. Eins, drei, drei, vier, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, sieben. I think that is it. And ich trinke Limonade again. Ich trinke Limonade again. I drink lemonade. I learned that in like seventh grade because I got gummy bears for learning that line. You never eat a gummy bear? They're delicious. Anyways, I think I've said enough, and good mornings to everybody. I see uh, 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 World of Nobody. Good morning. Missed your teachings last few weeks. Well, it's good to have you back with us. God bless you. And uh, Terry, I believe that is. So we have our brother on the line, Pastor Jeff Bass. He's about to impart further information. He's got some incredible articles and uh, we welcome this man of God. He's coming about 35 miles outside of Washington, D.C. He and his wife, Dee, have been pastors for many, many years. Uh, the calling of God upon Pastor Jeff's life is very unique. Uh, he has been uh, preparing to encounter a, uh, a Gideon army of ministers of God that know how to pray and will come up with a plan. He could talk about that one day on his broadcast. Pastor Jeff Bass has been a dear friend uh, and we've never met face-to-face. This is happening all because of the Internet, and we thank God for it. And um, he and Dee are brilliant. They are precious people of God, and we always welcome and value his ministry. So let's bring Pastor Jeff onto the broadcast once again today and say to our dear brother, Pastor Jeff Bass, good morning, sir. How are you today, and what is the word of the Lord? Good morning, Pastor Vincent. I'm doing great. As always, it's always an honor and a pleasure to to be on with you and uh, for you allowing me to be here on this platform with, uh, with the saints of God and everybody out there. Amen. Amen. Well, we appreciate you because you are one of those voices that have been speaking the truth for a very long time, but like so many, you know, it's kind of like uh, one who's crying in the wilderness, and so God has given you a very awesome gift for the body of Christ to share with them because you gather information, certain intelligence to give to the body, to feed the body so that we can view it and look at it through a biblical lens. And so what is it today, Pastor Jeff, that you would like to share with our brothers and sisters and those listening today? 
Well, if you don't mind, first I just want to open with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to uh, share and impart with these your people, God. Father, I pray a continued blessing upon Pastor Vincent and his family and his congregation and this uh, platform that you blessed him to uh, uh, have so that we can share this information, disseminate, disseminate it to those out there in the body of Christ who need to hear this message, God. Father, we pray a edge of protection around each and every one of us. Cover us with your blood. Camp your angels around us as we do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Amen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Way to go. All hey, right, since no, we're covered. No problem. Well, what I keep hearing is uh, uh, Scripture, God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I, and I just think the fear machine is continually being ramped up. Yeah. And, I told, and I said, I think, when I was on last week that um, I gave one of the articles where one of the uh, Republican representatives from uh, Texas was very excited because he, he believed that it's going to be a wave and stuff. And, of course, we, we agreed we would love to see uh, a transition from the regime that we're under now. However, I believe from from what I'm hearing in the spirit that that may not happen because of, of fear and what the enemy is trying to do in the season that we're in. And and one of one of the ways is with uh, with, uh, with the COVID scare and. Uh, I just want to kind of uh, substantiate or validate what I'm what I'm saying, so so people won't think that he's just he's just talking. I'm gonna try to prove it with these a couple of quick articles here. The first one is um, from a, from uh, uh, a uh, Utah newspaper uh, from a couple of days ago, yesterday as a matter of fact, it says a North Korea COVID-19 outbreak could lead to new variants as cases climb in the U.S. Public health officials say they are concerned about an increase in COVID-19 cases. Uh, Biden quietly left emergency designation in place. And it goes on to say COVID-19 appears to be gaining ground again in the U.S. and abroad, according to a variety of news reports. New York City cases have reached a high alert level. Cases are up across the country, and North Korea has ordered a lockdown after announced COVID-19 cases were detected last week in its capital city. And now um, it's, pretty, it's a pretty long article. We're just talking about that um, uh, North Korea was one of two countries without any vaccines. And, um, but even as its case counts rise, North Korean officials have reported that a million people have recovered from an outbreak it just acknowledged last week. At that time, officials ordered a lockdown to cope with the outbreak, and public health officials worldwide are skeptical. The Associated Press reported that North Korea appeared to be dealing with this public health crisis, quote, in isolation as global experts expressed deep concern about dire consequences. As the Washington Post puts it, if the figures are accurate, the country appears to be experiencing the beginnings of the disaster that the rest of the world faced in a national health crisis that would quickly overwhelm a health care system already under duress with the most vulnerable people at the greatest of risk. Now, let me just pause there. I, you, know, I, you know, I got a high school degree, uh, uh, education or whatever, but maybe I'm missing something. It says here what I just read, uh, even as, as uh, North Korea cases, case counts rise, 
North Korea, Korean officials have reported that a million people have recovered from an outbreak that it just acknowledged last week. So there's a quick recovery time, but when you look at the Washington Post and the Associated Press, uh, uh, my interpretation, they're, they're still trying to uh, fear monger. You know, you know, this is uh, they, uh, they, uh, it's the beginnings of a disaster that the rest of the world faced in early 2020 and stuff. And now let me go from there to what they're trying to do here in America. Let me give you quick seven or eight quick just hitters here of what's going on in the U.S. I typed in uh, COVID surges in and uh, 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 what popped up. Pennsylvania cases, this is uh, just over the last day or two, all, all of these articles. Pennsylvania cases surged 189.6%. Virginia COVID cases rise, I mean, it's, it's not all in one article, but, but if you type in COVID surge Virginia, you know, you put in a state, this is what's happening. Virginia COVID cases rise by 1,936 on Monday. Uh, West Virginia seeing surge of COVID cases. This was an article nine hours ago from my local newspaper. I live in Prince William County, Virginia, from the Prince William Times newspaper. This was, is this is an article from nine hours ago. COVID-19 still surging in Prince William County, Virginia, and Northern Virginia. This is for you. You're in Arkansas. The, uh, I typed in COVID surge in Arkansas. This is what popped up. Arkansas new COVID cases tick back up. Cases rose yesterday, which was yesterday, Wednesday, by 226, the largest daily increase in more than a month. Are you, are, are you seeing where I'm going? Let, let me yeah. give a couple more. COVID-19 infections continue upward trend in Tennessee. This is from 15 hours ago from a Tennessee newspaper, signaling a potential summer wave. Ohio cases surged 45% one day ago. Uh, uh, the article was from, from the Yahoo News. Let's go out west. Nevada COVID-19 metrics continue to rise. This was from 15 hours ago. And here's the most stunning one. South Carolina on, on May 9th of this year, this is what, what it said, zero reported COVID-19 cases in South Carolina, zero reported COVID-19 deaths. Just eight days later, 5-17-22, which was two days ago, New cases of COVID-19 are up nearly 300% near uh, past month in South Carolina. Something's wrong with this picture. Yeah, they're getting ready for some, uh, they're going to they're gonna try to crush the red wave, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that, that's, what, <laughs> that's why I got people who say, well, you know, he's, he's uh, 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 anti the red wave. No, no. He, you know, he's pro this regime. Definitely not. That's not my point. <laughs> my mm-hmm. point is, uh, don't get too excited because the globalists and elitists, man, they just keep they just keep ramping up this machine. Washington State cases surge to fresh peak of seventeen thousand one hundred and five cases. Public schools reintroduce restrictions as state. Uh, records the third day of more than 15,000 COVID cases per day. Now there are calls in Washington state to return the indoor mask mandate. And this is just in the last couple of days, all these articles that I just read there. So, and and I'm sure if the people out there just type in COVID case surge, COVID-19 case surges in, 
and, and just put in a random state. Put in, uh, I don't know, Oklahoma. Put in whatever. And it's going to pop up. Uh, they're, they're, they're not exactly alike because if, if it was the exact same article, then everybody would come out and say, which is true, they're all on the same sheet of music and it's, and it's orchestrated, which it is, but they're just kind of, you know, flipping around a little bit, the wording. But it's the same thing. I mean, it's just like overnight. Now in America, we've got all of this surge in COVID. You know, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is unbelievable. And it, it, it's so unbelievable. It's so preposterous that we, we find ourselves as, as, as citizens of the world, citizens in this country. You know, we hear these things, it'll never happen. But that time of never happening thinking um, has been totally abolished by the things that have already happened that we thought would never happen. And what I hear you saying is that the, the globalists that are now in power around the world and in this country that have subdued the nationalist uh, patriots, uh, the republics, uh, or the, this republic's you know, citizens, it, they are not going to give up their position of power again to a Donald Trump victory. They're not going to do that. Is, is, and that's kind of what I hear you saying, that they're going to establish their position and they will do anything necessary to maintain their position of power, which does fit into a biblical perspective. Absolutely. And, and, and I don't think it's even before, I mean, when we stop and think about it, before you can get to a return of a Donald Trump victory, because that wouldn't happen until 2024. We're talking, like I said last week, and, I mean, and you and I have been talking and others, it, I don't even think it's going to get to the 2022 mid, uh, uh, midterms, which, of course, most, most people do, but there may be someone who doesn't, which is this coming November. And that's where, you know, the House and the Senate could be flipped, where, you know, uh, uh, because of the outcry, because of everything that's going on, people vote, and if, if everything was, you know, of course, up and up, and therefore now the Republicans would take back over uh, control, so that would kind of stymie what, what the regime would want to do, of course. But I don't think it's going to get there because of, because of this, what, what we're talking about now with the COVID, but it's kind of like, what, a baseball pitch, uh, a great baseball pitcher has more than one pitch. You know, he's got a fastball. But he's also got a changeup. He's got a slider. He may have a knuckleball. He may have a curveball. He may have whatever, you know. And so that's that uh, an analogy from that perspective. But from the bad perspective, the globalists and elitists have all these things. They've got the they've got the COVID. They've got uh, uh, the 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 race situation. They've got uh, you know the shootings. And they've got I mean they're just playing you know just playing all their hands. And it, yeah. You know to keep to keep you know, to stay in power and to continue their agenda of depopulation, uh, control, fear, and their 2030 agenda, which I don't hear any, uh, you know, other than here and a few other places people are talking about. You know, they have a, yeah. they have a, a 2030 agenda, and they're, they're implementing it right now, you know, everything they can to get there. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and, and there's an acceleration. I heard they wanted to bring that closer. So what, what you're saying is we have an abortion issue going on in our country right now, Roe versus Wade, and we have a polarization in the citizenry about that issue. That's an explosive issue. 
obviously, by the, the, the response we're already seeing. Now we have the racial tension. So we have the tension of an abortion, a political issue here, which is way beyond a political issue. It's a life and death issue. But we have this tension. Now we have the tension of the racial conflict that we see growing, which was predicted by Alex Jones uh, within the last year. He and uh, uh, the, the ranger, uh, the health ranger, had a conversation throughout the year, and they were talking about it, and they called it. They said uh, the New World Order elite are going to, and this was Alex Jones in his own voice saying it, along with the health ranger in the last year in their different conversations, that they're, they're going to release someone, uh, a young white kid, you know, on some kind of heavy-duty meds. It's going to be a false flag event. They're going to send them into a black community. They're going to, they're going to shoot and kill a lot of people. And this is going to be to ignite a racial war in this country to get that going. So you have these different strains of tension, the contractions again, and this, this now you add the COVID uh, issue that you're talking about right now, that rise is coming. I thought that was all over. I thought that was all done. It's not. And that's going to be an issue of more control over people that are capitulating and those who are not. They've been monitoring everybody, Pastor Jeff, as you know, who took the vaccination, who allowed themselves to be tested, all the information, the 2,000 mules about how all this information is available now to people that want to know. And so all these different strains, all these different uh, storms coming from every direction, and this is the potential for the knockout punch. I mean, the final blow. And then one other thing you were talking about, North Korea. You know, we were told North Korea was our worst enemy and nightmare, and they, they may be, and Russia may be. But Donald Trump had no problem with North Korea or Russia. It seems like the real enemy of the United States of America, the Republic, the Christian, Judeo-Christian values, the very enemy of this nation is within the gates, occupying the White House, occupying positions of power throughout this nation, and all their little military people on, on this continent uh, at their disposal to use whenever they need them. How close are we to that thinking, to being accurate? Absolutely. I just want to go back and quickly touch something that you said when um, you talked about the, uh, the abortion issue. And that's one of the articles, quick articles I had on here. So uh, I just want to just go back and slip that in. It says DHS, I guess, what's that, Department of Homeland Security, that's what that stands for, of course. DHS memo warns pro-abortion militants are planning to burn down the Supreme Court and murder justices, clergy, lawmakers if courts leaked draft opinion to overturn, to, I'm sorry, to overturn Roe materializes. And the article goes on to say, radical elements within the U.S. are planning to launch attacks on the U.S. Supreme Court as well as on members of Congress churches, and clergy if the Supreme Court follows through with its well-publicized plans to overturn Roe versus Wade. This information comes from an unclassified memo sent out by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security as reported by Axios. The Mother's Day disruption of church services was just the beginning. It's about to get not just uncomfortable for Christians, but downright violent. The article goes on to say, prepare accordingly Pardon me. Prepare accordingly, dear pastors and church leaders. We now have the first piece of official evidence. I say official because it's been out there for weeks in plain view for those willing to acknowledge it. 
the article says, that radical pro-abortion militants are planning to launch violent attacks not only on churches but on the Supreme Court itself. Should that judicial body follow through with the leaked draft opinion overturning Roe versus Wade in an unclassified memo sent out on May 13th by the intelligence arm of DHS, investigators say they have identified threats that follow the leak of the draft opinion, targeting, quote, Supreme Court justices, lawmakers, and other public officials, as well as clergy and health care providers. These threats, they say, quote, are likely to persist and may increase leading up to and following the issuing of the court's official ruling, the memo states. And, and you know that that ruling is scheduled to take place by the end of June. I think the session is over. I don't have a calendar, but it's before, it's before June 30th that they're gonna, the ruling is supposed to come out one way or the other. So we could be seeing another summer of 2020 replay or work. We will. Yeah, we will. That's incredible information. Um, and now you wonder how the left is going to deal with that information because it's always the white supremacist, Republican nationalists that are the real threat. But now they're actually showing information that there are threats coming from <clears throat> the pro-abortion community. That's kind of like an interruption to their narrative, isn't it? It is, but they're not. But again, like we read, you know, the scripture, I think it's in Isaiah or whatever, but it, but talking about we're in a season where we're calling good evil and evil good. I, you know, I, I remember uh, a week or so ago where the, the, the White House press secretary and other people, they wouldn't call the people who were protesting because, you know, I'm not that far from D.C. And basically, you know, in this area, of course, a lot of the justices and different people live there, and they like dox their information. They they're showing up, protesting. You know, we you know you see that on the local news and national news. But there's you know there's certain things that we all, I always thought, and you probably would agree, and people would agree. You, you know, we have the right to protest, but somebody doesn't have the right to come on my grass, to come on my porch, you know, to to egg my house or do whatever. I mean, it's, you know, we I've always thought there are limits. But property. apparently yeah. the administration is not quite, you know, they're saying, well, you know, they're just, you know, they're just, they're, they're just peacefully protesting. Yeah. There was nothing peaceful about uh, uh, so much that we saw, no doubt about it. All right. So, uh, Pastor Jeff, we have, again, the perfect storm coming upon a nation in the day of vengeance. It's not against the elect of God, the righteous of God. We're, this is being planned out. It was already foretold. Thousands of years ago, what would happen to any nation that follows the example of Sodom and Gomorrah or like in the days of Noah? The Bible is very clear. Any nation that does what Sodom and Gomorrah does, any city, any people, they will have already the same exact result. God put this in his word. So the people that think they're in control, they think that they're conspiring, they think that they're achieving something in reality they are only fulfilling the word of God, which is in Revelation chapter 17. God puts a thought in their heart to fulfill his will. Uh, he uses the Assyrian. We've used these examples time and again. So what is the next step then? What is it that we see the storm coming? We've already felt the storm. We've already had the previews. We now know that this massive labor pang, this pang is coming. It's going to shift everything. That has been confirmed everywhere. 
and whatever that is, I don't know if you have insight to that. Uh, what other articles do you have? What other information to kind of keep moving? And then the response of the Christian church. Right. Well, as you saying that, I'm thinking like uh, back to what I was saying about their plan. I, uh, I mean, I think it's an attack. You know, you can attack just one way, but you can attack from, from a, a, a multi-pronged attack. I think it's an economic, it's a financial, it's a religious, it's a moral it's a, um, uh, you know, just a lot of different ways that they're attacking. I just want to kind of, like I said, I had the articles here, want to back up back to the to the one about COVID and the fear. Well, if if COVID doesn't get you, here here's a couple of, not in-depth, but basically other cards they could play with, with a uh, pestilence or, or disease perspective. The article says, and this was from a couple of days ago, Port, uh, the country of Portugal. Portugal finds five monkeypox cases in men as outbreak spreads. Portugal is also investigating 15 suspected cases and that all were identified this month in the area around the capital, which is Lisbon. So in Portugal, they're dealing with uh, uh, monkeypox, which is an outbreak. You know, I haven't looked it up, but I mean, again, it's some, some type of uh, disease, whatever, and stuff. Then the next article says, will a weaponized bird flu become the next pandemic? It says, uh, as news of the COVID pandemic winds down around the world. Now, this was a couple of days ago. See, this article says that the COVID pandemic is winding down around the world. And we just read, I started off by telling you, now they backed up a few days later and saying it's not winding down, it's picking up again. But this article, which kind of contradicts that, says we're suddenly seeing warnings of another pandemic brewing, bird flu, a.k.a. also known as the avian influenza, H5N1. It says natural bird flu is notoriously harmless to humans, comma, but <laughs> these two names, BG, at AF, Bill Gates and Dr. Anthony Fauci have for many years funded research to develop a bird flu pathogen capable of infecting humans. Some of that research has been undertaken in Pentagon-funded biolabs in Ukraine. Um, it says Gates-funded research by Dr. Yashiro Kawiyaka in which the bird flu virus was mixed with the 2009 H1N1 swine flu virus, creating an airborne hybrid capable of completely evading the human immune system, effectively rendering humans defenseless against it. The U.S. and other countries have already started stockpiling H5N1 vaccine and the H5N1 vaccine Audenz, A-U-D-E-N-Z, is being marketed for 2022. As if on cue, the first ever H5N1 positive case was identified in the U.S. at the end of April, you know, last month. As news of the COVID pandemic winds down around the world, we're suddenly seeing warnings of this bird flu. In March of this, of this year, Centerpoint interviewed former director for the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Robert Redfield, said, quote, I believe the great pandemic still in the future, and that's going to be a bird flu pandemic for man is going to have significant mortality in the 10 to 50% range is going to be trouble. And then he says, any, and now after that, the article goes back and says, anyone who knows a little about bird flu 
is likely to wonder where Redfield and other experts are getting their predictions from, as, na- as natural bird flu is notoriously harmless to humans. Uh, in early April of this year, news of a highly pathogenic bird flu ripping through chicken and turkey flocks in the U.S. triggered the slaughter of millions of these animals uh, were, uh, were reported. Historically, however, the bird flu has never posed a threat to mankind, that is, until scientists started tinkering with it, creating a hybrid with human pandemic potential. Wow. So if, if, wow. if the right doesn't get you the left wheel, if the COVID-19, yeah. well, we'll break out the monkeypox. If that doesn't get you, we'll break out the bird flu. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a scripture that actually talks about that. I think it's in the book of Micah or Amos. I forget, but it says you'll lean your hand upon a wall and you'll get bit by a serpent and then you'll run and you'll meet a bear. Um, and, and that is exactly what is happening here. I'm, I'm reading just a few verses out of Jeremiah 51 before you go on to the next article. And I just want to implement this. So far, you've talked about uh, the spirit of fear that is being employed by all this conversation that's going on. And fear could do more than actual events. I get that and I understand that. That's why we're not to be led about by a fear or a spirit of fear. We don't have one, right? And then you've talked about the red wave, uh, supposedly, that would happen in a normal society. The Republican reality and, and the conservative reality and the national reality in our country would overwhelm the, the little tail that's wagging the dog right now. Uh, as far as politics are concerned. But the COVID scare, they're using that for more information. We're also hearing about the gas prices. I heard a gentleman today, my brother in the Lord actually, uh, called me up to tell me that in California and then throughout the nation, they're actually having to shut down some gas stations to recalculate the gas pumps so that they could receive $10 a gallon gasoline prices. And I guess the price of gas is just ready to soar, and people are already preparing for that. We were told in the month of April, Pastor Jeff, that 240,000 illegal aliens came across the border in the United States of America. And we're also being told that on May 22nd, the World Health Organization, and I know you're going to cover this, uh, just a thought, the World Health Organization begins its 75th annual World Health Assembly, this is going to happen on May 22nd, days from now. The agenda includes a vote on Joe Biden's amendments that will strengthen global control and international authority over health emergencies, which include climate change. Now, I know you have that information. So, I mean, look at all the things that are happening in our country, and how does one really view that? Please continue. Wow, it's like you're really reading my notes here. <laughs> but that's great. Oh, We're on the same sheet of music. Yeah, We're on amen. the same sheet of music uh, as it relates to the World Health Organization. I think I mentioned that a week or two ago that they were going to have this vote and that the U.S. and, and Biden and the U.S. had like – and the, uh, the irony, of course, we think of the 13 original colonies. There's like 13 amendments in, in the U.S. Pro- proposal that they are submitting – for approval at this vote. And basically, in a nutshell, from, from what I read, it's going to give uh, authority to the uh, the whole world is voting to give authority to the WHO, the World Health Organization, as it relates to uh, pandemics and, and health issues. So they can, you know, each country, you remember, 
with COVID, each country locked down or, or whatever, handle it. But this would give them like the governing body to to call a worldwide uh, lockdown. And then I know a lot of people out there probably feel the same way I do. Now, now isn't that funny? It's kind of like a, a one world order. New, you know what I'm saying? A one one organization giving them that much power. That's not good. What you said no, about no. the gas stations, it isn't. What you said about the gas stations uh, in California, also my article was Washington State gas stations run out of gas, add extra digit in anticipation of $10 prices, exactly what you said. It says um, at, at, uh, um, at, at a, uh, I guess they're called Union 76. That's where they used to be back when I was growing up. But but a Union 76 gas station in Auburn, Washington, located uh, in Washington State, says gas pumps have already been reprogrammed to make room for double-digit pricing. And in March, they still had single-digit uh, prices. So is, is what, you know, you got your information is true. What they're doing out in California and Washington State on the West Coast, when they, uh, they shut down their pumps and they basically went in and readjusted it, the, uh, uh, the pricing uh, metrics and, dig- and, and whatever. So they're already prepared. They say if gas goes to $10 and above, they've already got the digits and everything in there to accommodate for that. Man, and they're already up. So I mean, no, diesel's yeah. already up for over $5 so, now. Pastor Jeff, real quick. So I'm they gonna, know something we don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? They already know I, what's coming. I do. Pastor Jeff, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I have to step away for a moment. Just address the people that are listening. You've got a large listening audience right now. Please continue sharing with them what's in your heart, and I'll be back in just a minute, okay? Sure. Well, right, I'll just you, go sir. ahead and talk about what you said about the um, – the uh, uh, the uh, the border situation and the migrants, and uh, exactly what um, Pastor Vincent said. Um, I think he said over two hundred and forty thousand or whatever, however many migrants had already uh, come into the United States. Well, um, according to the most recent article I have, it says the National Border Control President is predicting that two hundred and thirty thousand migrants will be released in the U.S. next month in May. When, when Title 42 goes away, and Title 42 was the, was the um, uh, proposition or whatever that they had in place, I guess, under, under the Trump administration that kind of regulated that. But, of course, the current regime is looking to not renew that, I believe, and so, therefore, it's going to allow just, a, just an overflow and an and outpouring of migrants from, uh, on, the, on the southern border to just, to just come into – you know, coming to the country, and uh, the National Border Control president is predicting over 230,000 migrants will be released uh, in the U.S. next month. Also, back, you know, tying it into the fear situation, uh, as many of you know who who probably keep up with the uh, news and the stocks and everything, the Dow Jones tumbled 1,160 points in the worst trading day since June uh, of 2020 yesterday. And uh, uh, the article goes on to say that the Dow uh, has fallen 11% 22 and that the S&P 500 has dropped nearly 14% and the NASDAQ composite has lost more than 25%. So, um, you know, we could have a stock market crash 
at any at any moment. I mean, you know, with with uh, prices going up, uh, uncertainty in the stock market. I'm I'm certainly not a stock market expert or anything, but just watching those numbers, I I know one thing: in the red is not good. So anytime I turn to uh, Fox Business or, or any of the business channels and just see what the stock market is doing. Green is great, <laughs> then red is bad. And yesterday was another bad day as it related to um, the stock market and what's going on with there. So a lot of people, you know, who are heavily invested into the stock, again, um, another point of contention and another um, opportunity for fear to creep in. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, I was still living here in the Washington, D.C. area, and when I think it was around 2008 when a lot of stuff was going on with uh, with the financials and the, and the housing market and situation, and there were several people, uh, prominent people in this area who uh, took their lives. You know, they, they, they just couldn't take it. I mean, they, they lost so much in the stock market, and, you know, they – they chose to take their lives, and that's unfortunate. But um, these are the times, you know, that we're living in, and uh, it's not good. Um, one of the last articles I had was an article from yesterday, um, and uh, I, I shared it with Pastor Vincent offline, but I'll share it with you guys now. Um it was in regards uh, to an article that came from uh, the Health Ranger and the Brighteon, uh, dot com talking about uh, starting yesterday in Austin, Texas, the um, uh, they were they were running uh, dirty bomb drills in Austin, Texas that started yesterday, and it was code named Cobalt Magnet Twenty Two. And it says that the dirty bomb drills are the U.S. government's response to the intel that radicalized Islamic extremists from Afghanistan have teamed up with explosive vest engineers from Iran, trafficking suicide bomb operators through the refugee exfield routes in Ukraine in order to achieve EU documentation and refugee status. Uh, Pastor, I'm talking about the Dirty Bomb article. I was, uh, uh, I see you're back, and I was just uh, updating everyone on the article from the, the Health Ranger and Brighton, where it said yesterday um, in Austin, Texas, the NNSA is currently running Dirty Bomb drills, and it's codenamed Cobalt Magnet 22. And it said that these drills are the U.S. government's response to the intel that radicalized Islamic extremists from Afghanistan have teamed up with explosive vest engineers from Iran, trafficking suicide bomb operators through the refugee ex- exfil routes in Ukraine in order to achieve uh, or to get their EU documentation and refugee status. From there, they fly to the U.S. and they meet up with smugglers who use the non-secured U.S. border to deliver explosive vests can be d- disassembled before the border crossing, then reassembled once they get on the U.S. side and combine with radioisotope material, says dirty bomb material such as cobalt-60 with a half-life of 5.27 years 
meaning it contaminates the affected area for 53 years, 10 half-lives, is then integrated into the explosive suicide vest in order to achieve high dispersion of radioactive material in the affected in the affected area. This radioactive material is not large enough to kill victims with raw radiation exposure. Rather, they're not trying to kill people with it. What it says here, rather, it is designed to contaminate major U.S. cities and spread fear and panic about nuclear terrorism, which has never before taken place in the USA. And that panic will probably kill more people than the bomb itself. Because when people Absolutely. get afraid and they start panicking, man, things go way south very quickly. All right, please continue on. No, I, that was pretty much, I think, what I had here. <laughs> you know, I said I didn't want to just overwhelm us, but those are the ones ah. I, uh, I talked about the gas while you were gone. I think one of the things while you stepped away I, I, I shared with everybody that you had mentioned the article about, I think it was the number was somewhere around 240,000 migrants who have already come into the country, and, and, I, and I gave the, the quick uh, headline where it said that the National Border Control president is predicting there's going to be 230,000 migrants will be released in the U.S. next month uh, when Title 42 goes away. And, you know, I don't know all the, all the particulars, but the Title 42, I think, was approved by President Trump as it related to control of the border. And, and of course, the, uh, the Biden administration is going to, is going to do away with that supposedly next month. And so it's just going to be a, 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 a run on or a raid right into, our, you know, crossing the borders and stuff. So they're predicting 230,000 in one month, which is next month. And I shared that. And then I also, lastly, I shared about uh, continued panic and fear and worry because when I said earlier about, uh, I was talking about the areas that the enemy is attacking, the economic, the, the religious, the moral, and the financial and I ended, and not ended, but I gave the article while you were away about, it said the Dow tumbles 1,160 points in the worst trading day since June of 2020 yesterday. And the Dow has fallen 11% this year. The S&P 500 has dropped nearly 14%, and the NASDAQ composite has lost more than 25%. So and I was sharing that, unfortunately, you know, of course, we're praying that people will not panic, but I remember when the housing uh, market fell out in I think it was between 20, uh, 2008 and 2010. I was still living in this greater Washington, D.C. area, and there were uh, uh, a few prominent, well-known people who, who took their lives, unfortunately, because they just couldn't take. You know, I, I, I think what I read, several of them had lost a significant amount of money. Uh, they just didn't know what to do, and so they committed suicide, unfortunately. And so, uh, again, fear you know that that fear and uh panic and it's like what you said it it can kill more people than the actual damage you know just because of the, you know the uh the sheer panic and fear you know people running over people you think about it yeah. in a theater if if there was if somebody that's why they outlaw people screaming fire because people could may not be a fire but more people could get damaged and killed by by the trampling of the people so so yeah. that's that's where we are, and that's that's basically what I have. Yeah, well, it's a lot of information, and uh, it, it's again, it boils down to what is the proper response from a biblical perspective for God's kids that are witnessing all this. What I'd like to do, Pastor Jeff, is take a minute here as we have approached the top of the hour and open the telephone lines up. And if anybody out there has a question or a comment, 
that you would like to make about what you're hearing. Now, if you're, if you're thinking, oh, this is just gloom and doom, then, you know, please reserve that because this is just what the ministry of Pastor Jeff Bass, part of it is to bring information and, and gather intel uh, or intelligence uh, through information and then sift through it and weigh it in the balance of Scripture. Uh, if I read to you the page that I'm open to in my Bible right now, Jeremiah chapter 50, 51, 52, uh, everything you're hearing right now is already in the Bible. If I read to you the book of Revelation about what would be happening with the opening of the seals and the trumpets and all these different uh, parts of the Word of God, it's everything that you're talking about right now. This is not fear-mongering. This is not presenting fear. This is not promoting fear. This is a reality of what is going on, and God tells us that the twin sisters of destruction, fear and offense, are going to be the most powerful spirits in the last days. So what I'd like you to do, if you're out there, you're listening to the broadcast, you've been making comments, uh, you know, you're thinking about things, you have a question about something, there's a number on the screen you could call. I'll put it up there right now, 818-369-0326, and then you need to press the one on the dial pad. <clears throat> so here it is. Call into the broadcast, 818-369-0326. Press 1. Let us hear your thoughts. Let us hear what the Spirit of the Lord may be saying to you. Maybe you're, you have contemplation. There are some people in the chat room that are sharing uh, videos and some other things that they want to uh, talk about. Well, let's hear your voice, the voice of many waters. Pastor Jeff and I would love to hear from you, 818-369-0326. Press one on the dial pad. Pastor Jeff, you and I and others have been blowing a trumpet for a very long time, but the trumpet that we have been blowing is bringing forth manifestation of what God has had us to say. We're not just saying things to say them, to get on the bandwagon. We're saying them because God is revealing things. This shooting, once again, and again, just want to lightly touch on it, the shooting that happened in Buffalo, we dreamt that nearly three weeks ago, that there was a, a store shooting. And we didn't understand it, we didn't get it, but there it was. God is unveiling. Now we know that this is going to be that contraction, that tension of racial violence. Now what the world wants to do is some want to fire it up, others want to suppress it, but the reality is, is what will be. I believe that what you have described and what's happening is another summer of violence, summer of violence 2022. And it is all around these primaries. It is all around the political agenda, the satanic political agenda, the one world government, the gathering together of nations, the breaking of nations, the lassoing of nations, uh, the rise of what the Bible calls a system of government, a system of politics, a system of power, a military might, a system of econ uh, economics. You can't buy or sell without this mark. And rather than being caught in the trap, the declaration of what the Bible has said that is now happening before our very eyes, you would have to be very willingly ignorant to ignore what is being said to line up with Bible prophecy. But the, now the next point is how do Christians, how do men and women of faith who read the Bible, believe in the word, how do they navigate through this moment? What should God's people have been doing all along in preparation for this moment? And what would be the next step from your perspective or the perspective of someone that wants to call into the broadcast? 
I turn it to you, Pastor Jeff. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. Uh, looking at a starting point. First of all, if I may, uh, if you recall, Pastor, I think I spoke to you on Saturday. Actually, it was Saturday, the the uh, the morning, but you know, this past Saturday before the shooting, and I and I and I shared with you a dream that my wife, Pastor D, had, and I just it just came back to my my remembrance. Holy Spirit brought it back, and I was it wasn't a long dream, but Pastor D had said. And, and she's not far from from me now, but she correct correct me if I'm wrong. She had this dream overnight, early Saturday morning about she was uh, outside, and uh, what happened, D? And and basically, um, hold on, hold on, right here. She said there was a lot of blood. I remember that dream. Yes, Pastor D, what what happened in that dream? I recall. Good morning, Pastor Vincent, and those who are listening. Uh, in the dream, I was standing outside, and it was like a, it wasn't a, a neighborhood. It was like a, uh, a, a market district or something like that. And I was standing in the, um, on the sidewalk, and I was looking up the street. And there, it was like an intersection, but I was looking up the street, and I could see, I could see people on the sidewalk, but I could see blood pouring down the street. And as the blood was pouring down the street, it didn't touch anyone, but it was in the street, and it stopped. It did not reach me. It stopped before it even got to me. And in the, the, the curiosity of it all, I walked across to the other side of the street, and as I walked to the other side of the street, I just said, okay, I'm out of here. I just came out of the dream. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Pastor Jeff and you sharing that Saturday, and all of a sudden, what happens that very day is this Buffalo shooting happens. Again, that's an amazing connection. Why do you think God showed you that? Uh, he said, why do you think God showed you that? I do know that God uh, do speak to us in dreams, and he wants us to be aware of what's going around us, what's that's happening right. around us. and. To me, I, I see it as a warning. It's a, a beware. So it's, it's, it's a warning sign, and, and it's for all of us. It's not just for me. It's for all the people of God, for us to be aware. And I always tell my son this when he goes out, be aware of your surroundings because that is always important because things happen around us, and we don't even know what's going on, but we need to have our antennas up and be aware, allow the Holy Spirit to show us things that, that's not even visible in the, the human eye, but only in the spiritual eye. That's huge. See, what you're doing is you are, you're actually speaking into what we're all wanting to know, and this is it. It's uncomfortable, but it is a time to walk cautiously, to be sober, to be watchful, to be led by the Spirit, and not just by our emotions or our thinking or our ideas. We really ought to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. Pastor D, that's an amazing dream God gave you. And my concern about the dream is that that blood did flow. And thank God it did not reach you uh, because you're going to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, and uh, this isn't going to reach. But unfortunately, the reality, even that Jesus taught, 
race will rise against race, ethnos against ethnos, nation against nation. And this is something that cannot be quelled. But I do believe that the potential for much bloodshed in this realm of racism uh, revisiting the United States, it reminds me of Isaiah chapter 1, where your wounds are not closed up. You're not healed. There's no ointment. Um, you know, these, these wounds are putrefying. The wounds of racism in our nation, rather than being healed, are coming out in the open again. And uh, there's too many prophecies that warned about the, the, the rivers of blood that would flow through this nation because of it. And that is a very, very sad thing. Um, but something that was predicted that would be in the end times. My God. What I think, what what I think Pastor, what the, what the Lord gave me is scripture, you know, because as you were saying that, and just even before we came on, I was saying what, you know, scripturally, what, what would you want me to say, Lord, show me. And we know you and I are in agreement that the judgment of God is going to take place. But I think that we as the body of Christ and those who know the Lord, we still need to pray. As I said, uh, I was on about a month or so ago that, that the Lord has shown me two Ps, uh, protection and provision. You know, we need to pray that God will protect us, knowing that those of us who know God have a relationship with him and know the word, we know that his word is true. So, like I said, it, it, it's all through scripture where he shows us that he will protect us. You know, he is our protection. He is our helper. He is our shelter. He is our deliverer. So all that's true, and the word is true, but he's, he's our protector, and he, he, he is our provider. You know, he will provide provision. He provided it for the Israelites in the wilderness, the manna. What is it? Manna. You know, so he will provide even as we go through. I agree. I believe uh, 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 in the spirit realm or prophetically, you may say, I believe that there's going to be bloodshed in the streets. I believe that was, as Pastor D said, a warning. You know, we can't get, get around what's going to happen that's going to happen. But we can, I believe, pray that God will protect us. Uh, he, uh, I went to Psalms 106, verse 47, in the New Living Translation, says, Save us, O Lord our God, gather us back from among the nations, so we can thank your holy name and rejoice and praise you. So, you know, he was leading me to get, and then there's another scripture, um, Psalm 118, uh, verses 25 through 27, you know, uh, save now, I pray, O Lord, O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. So, you know, I think, continuing to answer what you were saying, I think our strategy as the body of Christ, which is what I'm trying to implement here with our congregation and other people that I know, we need to start small prayer groups. You know, uh, what God gave me was three, to start with three. Jesus had his inner circle. Yeah, he had the 12, but he also had the three, Peter, James, and John. So start, start with your Peter, James, and John. Start with you and two others. And and pray that they're like-minded. I mean, you know, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be flippant, facetious, or mean or whatever, but if someone is not on, you know, if, if they, you know, if, if they're not a believer, spiritually you're unequally yoked. So, at number one, they, they need to be saved, you know. So someone, you know, that's saved and, you know, um, 
with me and D, we have an inner, inner circle like that, and we're trying to establish other groups of three. And God, eventually he gave me a strategy, which I'm going to share um, in, a, in, in either an e-book or whatever to, 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 to grow that prayer group. But, but before, oftentimes we want to talk about what we may have later on, but, and, and we fail to talk about how to get started. So the starting point is with, you know, yourself and two others, three. The Bible, where two or three are gathered together in his name. So that's where I think we need to start, and we, and we need to have prayer points. You know, we need to pray for protection. We need to pray for safety. We need to pray for God to intervene and just make a list of the different prayer points, and we need to fast and pray and, and, and intercede and be watchmen on the wall. That's, that's, that's what I believe God is saying that we should do, and that's what we're going to do. Wow, that's an awesome thing. So, again, the response and answer to the problem, uh, we are not without answers as believers. God is in control. He has revealed things. And I've just, uh, I found this in Amos chapter 5, uh, verse 16, where the word of the Lord through the prophet Amos said, Therefore the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord, says, Thus wailing shall be in all streets. And they shall say in all the highways, alas, alas, and they shall call the husbandmen to mourning and such as are skillful of lamentation to wailing. And in all vineyards shall be wailing, for I will pass through thee, saith the Lord. So this is a wailing in the streets. And, I, you know, I knew it was in the word somewhere, but in my spirit, this is what we've been saying for days now. America, listen. Church in America, listen. Let all the world stand still and hear the word of the Lord. Because of our obstinate rebellion, because of our blasphemy against God, our resistance, our mockery, our scoffing, our, all that we have done, our offenses against the Lord, list the time of wailing being heard in the street. And I just want to bring out the definition of that word wailing. And I'm just going to say it because I believe God says to do it. It's the misbed, and it literally means lamentation, mourning, wailing. It also talks about a uh, just a, a screech, a crying in the streets. And this is sad. It is unfortunate, but it is prophesied to come. The city streets of America will run with blood. And as we have shed the innocent blood of over 90 million, 90 million innocent babies, as their innocent blood was flushed down the sinks and the toilets, of abortion clinics across this country, the exact and precise judgment of God will be to measure it out. The blood that will be shed in America, not only through racial tension, not only through violence, not only through pandemic and sickness and disease and natural disaster or war or famine, but understand this is the word of the Lord to a nation that does what our nation does. And I would say that every one of us ought to hit our knees, lay upon our faces, or stand before God boldly and, and, and cry out for the Lord to help in the time of trouble that is here. But I do not see this going away, Pastor Jeff. I do not see this. I think Dee's dream is phenomenally accurate, and the blood flowing through the streets is in the word of God, in a sound of wailing. There is a, a labor pain coming. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen next week. A labor pang 
is about to come that's going to be heard around the world. Whatever this event is, there's many witnesses, it's coming. Be prepared in your soul. Be prepared in your spirit. Be prepared in your mind to handle the level of pang that is coming. And it may not affect you directly, but the panic and the fear around you is going to be energized by demonic spirits, and it will have power. I would imagine on 9-11-2001, as somebody was walking down the street, not knowing what was going on, and all of a sudden they saw people screaming and panicking and fear running for their lives, that they got energized by that very panic. I experienced this once before, and God told me when I was in a veterinarian's office, a woman I, came through the back door, and, and she was wailing. She was screaming. She walked in, and she had this dead cat in her arm, and she's, she's just crying. And my emotions wanted to go there, and the Spirit of the Lord checked me and said, no. And I backed out, and I wouldn't move into that emotion. But the Lord said, right beneath the layer of every man's skin and every woman's skin is a layer called panic. And at the time, a panic is going to hit this earth. And when it comes, you cannot allow your emotion to connect to that panic. And so God's people need to be very cautious, very careful, because if you get into panic, if you get into fear, you will be misled, you will be misguided. Now, if you are dealing with a spirit of fear today, and you are saying, wow, you know, this is way too much information for me. I don't know what to do. Um, I, I'm afraid. I don't know. I don't have answers. There's a number on your screen right now. The phone number is 479-233-3774. There's intercessors on the other side of that telephone line. If you need a prayer, if you've been, you know, walking in fear, if you've been bound by a spirit of fear, or you have some issue in your soul that you haven't been able to deal with, you need deliverance. You don't need to just be soothed. You need deliverance from the spirit of fear or bitterness or resentment or unforgiveness or offense or whatever the issue is going on in your life. You do not want to walk further into this moment with all the signs that have already taken place being unprepared. And if there's sin in your life and you're not able to repent, you just can't get away from it. You need to make a phone call, 479-233-3774. There are intercessors waiting to pray for you, to bind up demonic spirits, to walk with you, to help you. But the first line, you need to go to God. You need to turn to God in your life, and you need to ask God to forgive you and to help you. And then he'll send the proper help. And maybe this telephone number right here is God's answer to your prayer, to your cry. For help to him. Pastor Jeff, any thoughts as we continue on? This morning, man, I tell you, I, I told you I'm, I'm doing good, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a a little sleep deprived. I, um, I, I woke up about 3.30, you know, quickly went to the bathroom and came back, and I couldn't go back to sleep until about 5.30, uh, 5 or 5.30. So I was just sitting on the edge of, the, of, of my bed, uh, of the bed, just awake, and I, and I began to pray. And, and just, you know, just sit there to try to hear from the Lord. Sometimes, you know, the word of God says, be still and know that I am God. So I was just listening and hearing what, you know, God, do you, you know, are you speaking? What are, what are you saying and stuff? And, and uh, um, you know, he, he, he was, you know, I believe speaking to me and stuff. And one of the things 
was, you know, you know, you mentioned, you know, a couple times about about the, you know, the Buffalo situation and the racism. And I think, you know, he kind of showed me an analogy. If I if I sweep if I sweep the floor, you know, in, in any room or whatever with the broom, of course we know I should take the the dustpan, sweep the trash into the dustpan and put it in put the trash in the garbage. But as a kid, most sometimes kids probably I remember if you you know you don't you don't re, you don't really want to do that task. So what you probably would do is sweep up most of it, but then the, you know you you know you're tired of sweeping it, so you kind of sweep it under the rug, and and you know until your mom or a parent discovers it, then you got to sweep it up and stuff. And that's kind of how I see what God is showing with the racism and, and a lot of issues. But we just use the racism. There's never really we have you know put the axe to the root, and that's what the enemy uses to divide. And that's why you know I and he just took me took me kind of on a on a on a journey and stuff. And I you know thirty oh thirty five years ago this August I would have accepted you know I would have been saved accepted you know the uh, my spiritual birthday August seventeenth nineteen eighty seven. And uh, that I get, I remember it. I remember it so much so that I know our congregation. They they said there goes the pastor Jeff talking about it again. But like I told him, I know you guys got to love me. But I'm I'm never gonna stop talking about that day. It was a Monday, August seventeenth, nineteen eighty seven, that I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And uh, I am so gratefully, uh, eternally grateful that I accepted Jesus because. As I began to grow, and I know where I'm going to spend the rest of my life, and I know that this this place that we that we call Earth, whatever city or county or state, is not my home, and it changed my life from the inside out. And it's one of the scriptures that I stand on is Second Corinthians five seventeen. You know, uh, therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. Behold, old things pass away, and all things have become new. Amen. So, you know, all the things that may have happened to me by anyone, black, white, whatever, rate that those things are gone. And I don't I don't, you know, I don't think of those those things. Philippians 4:8, I call them the great eight. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure. I try to think on those things and I and I think you know <laughs> the the more things change that it seems like the more they stay the same. He, you know, I started thinking about uh, a song I just happened to hear the other day. It just, it, I heard it, and I hadn't heard it in years. And when it, when I did hear it, I was too young. I was 13 in 1970. And but but it's one of the most interesting interesting songs. Most people have heard of the group Tations. Oh yeah. And it wasn't one of their biggest hits, but it's it it was one of the most kind of very interesting hits. It's called Ball of Ball B A L L Ball of Confusion. That's what the world is today. And it says people moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of their skin. Run, 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 but you sure can't hide. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Vote for me and I'll set you free. Rap on, brother, rap on. Well the only person talking about love, thine brother, is the preacher. And it seems nobody is interested in learning but the teacher. Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to our nation. It's a ball of confusion. Oh, yeah, that's what the world is today. 
Then it says the sale of pills are at an all-time high. Young folks walking around with their heads in the sky. Doesn't that sound like the day they still feel entitled? The city's aflame in the summertime. And, oh, the beat goes on. Evolution, revolution, gun control, sound of soul. Shooting rockets to the moon, key is growing up too soon. Politicians say more taxes will solve everything. And the band played on. And again, wow. it goes on. Fear, fear, and, but lastly, it has another, another verse around and around. But then it says, fear in the air, tension everywhere, unemployment rising fast, the Beatles' new records are gas, and the only, only safe place, I've got to pop up here, and the only safe place to live is on an Indian reservation, and the band played on. Eve of destruction, tax deduction, city inspectors, bill collectors, Mod clothes in demand, population out of hand, suicide, too many bills, hippies moving to the hills. People all over the world are shouting, end the war, and the band played on. My God, and it's well, that's almost you perfect. War, yeah. You don't have the Vietnam War, but you got, I mean, all, to me, I, and, and I started thinking, I said, that's 52 years ago, but we're right back where we were in 1970. Yeah, a little bit more complex. Well, I'm going to Who actually put it out. I have, yeah, it's more, more complex. I have a, uh, I had a gentleman that was on, he got off the phone. We are coming to a hard close, Pastor Jeff. I'm going to go out with that very song, by the way. I want to thank you for joining me on the air today. We've got to run, and uh, we're going to okay. see you here in just a second. I want to get through this, and I want to just tell you how much I appreciate you joining me on the air today. Pastor Jeff Bass, God oh, bless you. Thank you so much. All right, God my friend. Bless. So we're going to continue on with this. We're going to say goodbye to everybody, and uh, we're going to get through this and hear the song that was just mentioned.
Have a great day, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Don Huddle will be with me on the air. So we'll see you then. Have a super blessed day. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. Goodbye.